to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to present to you literally earth-shaking news that is completely and fully documented. documented. Uh, it's 100% verifiable, and it's gathered from my intense research and study of over thousands of articles, research reports, medical research reports, and so on and so forth. Because what I'm going to communicate to you, I've communicated to you before in, in, from different perspectives, from different avenues. But today, being that we've entered the new year and time is accelerating all around us, the threat level, the danger level, is now in the area of the catastrophic. Maybe you've gone into a national forest in the last number of years. And there's usually in a national forest, there's, <clears throat> there's a sign or a circular chart with different colors. And I can't remember all the colors, but some of the colors are like blue for like lots of water. Some of the colors are like orange for like very flammable, dry, uh, could burst out into flames easily. You know, watch your campfires. And, and some of the chart reveals colors that are Dark red, orange, and then finally red. Red is when the forest has become combustible and it, there's, there's forest fires going on. And when it's red, it doesn't take much at all to ignite a forest fire because the, the brush and the trees and the leaves are so dry. The wind is dry. It's at, without moisture and it blows. And the slightest spark can set off a raging forest fire. Now, this is something that I'm extremely familiar with personally, because we broadcast from Southern California in northern Los Angeles County. And whenever you've seen a major fire in the last, oh, let's say, two decades, whenever you've seen a major fire, chances are that, rage, uh, that raging fire broke out uh, within a very short walking distance of where we do the program. So, in fact, uh, the, the fires have come so often, you almost become uh, desensitized to it. I think of a fire that happened, oh, it's hard to think of a fire that didn't happen, never mind that happened. A fire that happened uh, several years ago. And fortunately, the way we're set up here is we're on the top of uh, a mountain hill. No, it's a mountain. We're on top of a mountain, and there is. Uh, green grass because of city planning uh, on, on a majority of acres. But there was one of these raging fires. Now, I believe, as do some people, that these raging fires are not accidental. They're not coincidental. These raging fires, well, I'll tell you what I think. I think they're planted by either psychopaths, but most likely the fires are ignited by <clears throat> uh, terrorists of one kind or another, because it takes very little material to ignite a raging forest fire that burns down thousands of acres, destroys hundreds, if not thousands, of homes. So I walk a very short distance across the street and then down a long street, and I'm looking at my neighbor's houses, and I see all these fire trucks. There's literally a fire truck in every, uh, in front of every home. and. I guess because I lived in the neighborhood, the, the fire department and the, the uh, police department allowed me to walk uh, between the houses to the back 
area of these houses, which I was familiar with. And you could see massive amounts of smoke erupting from the backyards of these people's houses. And then as these people's houses in the backyard, it would drop a significant distance. And as far as the eye could see, and this is quite common in California, as far as the eye could see, <clears throat> there was this very, very dark, dry, brown grass. It doesn't even look like grass. I don't know what you call it. It's brush, but it's like, <clears throat> it's, it's dry. <clears throat> and so it was all on fire. And the flames were probably 12 to 14 high, shooting up into the air. And uh, the police, not the police, the fire department was firing hoses of water at it to contain it. And it was a dangerous situation. Now, these people were in particular danger because their backyards literally intersected with acre after acre of miles of raging fire. And so it was a disaster waiting to happen. Now, that level has never happened here. And I don't take it for granted. I pray constantly. No, I do. I pray constantly. I don't believe in waiting until after disaster strikes to get down on my knees to pray. Yeah, God does answer prayer. But guess what? Let me give you like a spiritual clue. What do you think works more with the laws of God? What do you think allows the Lord to, to supernaturally protect you and your family? What do you think the better spiritual strategy is? To wait until uh, your house is on fire, the brush all around your house, acre after acre, is burning down in a giant forest fire. Helicopters are going over your house one after another. Low-flying helicopters, some of them military helicopters, some of them fire department helicopters. They're low-flying helicopters, and they're dumping on the ground as fast as they can uh, a chemical fire retardant, which stops the burning and slows down the fire. But then they're also blasting it with enormous amounts of water. And it's an intense scene because, because it's like looking at a war erupting. So which do you think is the more prudent move? Which do you think is the move born out of proactive thinking versus the move born out of last-minute panic? My house is being engulfed by flames. God help me. What do you think is a better approach spiritually? Well, I'll tell you what I think, whether you ask me or not. <clears throat> I think. To, to regularly, on a regular basis, and not just on Thanksgiving or Christmas or special occasions. I think that on a regular basis, the smarter move is to, 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 to develop a lifestyle in which you are regularly going to your knees before Almighty God, seeking Him both as your source, your Lord, your God, your King and Deliverer, and in intercessory prayer, on a constant, continual, ongoing basis, you are praying for the land that you live on, the neighborhood you live on, the houses, the community, the city, the town. You are already praying in advance. In fact, if you're really smart, you would be praying the day you purchase the house. You would be praying for the future. And you're going to be praying things like you're going to be asking for God for supernatural protection over your house, your home against fires, tornadoes, uh, hurricanes, storms, floods, droughts, radiation, and trail pollution, you name it. You're praying against it. You're binding it in the name of Jesus. 
you're interceding and standing in the gap, not only for you, but your neighbors and your loved ones and so on and so forth. So the name of the game is don't wait till the last second. And a wise intercessory prayer warrior prays well in advance of the day of trouble. Are you tracking with me? So I've been praying for all these things for decades. Does that mean I'm super spiritual? No. Does that mean bad things cannot happen to me? No. It simply means I'm obeying the Lord, and I believe that the Lord answers every and all prayers. And so I'm not claiming to have uh, a total get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm not claiming that. I'm not presuming that nothing bad could possibly happen to me just because I've prayed proactively. There are many other factors at work. To walk up to somebody whose house just burned down, or in the case of Lahaina Maui, whose house was vaporized by a directed energy weapon, to walk over to a person and, and, and tell them they should have been praying beforehand is really an, an insensitive approach. How do you know what they've been praying? So the bottom line is, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card, but since God always answers prayer, I know for a fact that whatever damage happened, I can tell you this based on studying the Word, whatever damage happened in your home, in your neighborhood, or whatever, by, by being an intercessory prayer warrior and praying proactively, I can promise you from the authority of the Word of God that you and your fervent prayers were significant and they were so powerful that they restrained the day of evil, they restrained the devastation, they restrained the fallout and the terror and the horror. Maybe they didn't totally get rid of it like you would like and I would like, but I'm telling you, if you prayed like that, God Almighty put the brakes on the devastation. I said God Almighty put the brakes on the devastation. To whatever percentage or to whatever degree, God Almighty slowed it down. So it's incumbent upon us to be prayer warriors proactively. Now, I, I, there's been times uh, we pray regularly with some friends of ours, and the reason we pray with these people is that they, their level of faith in God would be what I describe as childlike. So in the sense of they're willing to stick their necks out and believe God for the impossible when it comes to intercessory prayer. They don't have some religious spirit operating in them that starts to shout at them, oh, you can't pray for that. God's will be done, you know, with some sanctimonious tone to it. The sky is the limit. They're, they will pray for anything. And because of that, when we get together and pray with them, we see miracles happen all the time. So this is what I want to say to you. Um, we. When I saw what happened in Lahaina, uh, Maui, and how Lahaina was, was vaporized with directed energy weapon, I was convicted by God because I had been praying for my current home for decades. In fact, the mortgage date that we moved into this home was on 9-1-1. So we've been praying for this home since before we bought it. And so, um, in, in those prayers, we've bound the powers of evil. We've taken authority over things like the spirit of witchcraft, Satanism, child trafficking, sexual perversion, a whole long drug addiction, gangs, murder, suicide, occult, 
new age spirits. We take authority over all those things. You see, because the, the atmosphere that you live in, the environment that you live in, live in, can be described as something like an empty vacuum. I want you to, to track with me on this. The environment that you live in is somewhat like an empty vacuum. It, it is empty, and therefore, uh, nature tells us that, that nature doesn't like a vacuum. It doesn't like an empty space, because an empty space really is a green light for demonic powers and disaster and all kinds of things to happen. So, um, when I saw Lahaina vaporized, I added to my list of daily, there's certain prayers I pray daily. I consolidated, I don't like to be bored, and God is not impressed with boring long prayers. So if you're trying to impress God with the longevity of your prayer, forget about it. So I now pray in addition to everything else, because I've been through an earthquake where my house almost collapsed, and many other things. I pray on a, a regular basis, a daily basis. I not only take authority over earthquakes below ground level for many, many miles surrounding our home and where we live. I pray against earthquakes, principalities and powers. I now pray every day. I pray for, I bind EMF weapons and I bind EMF weaponry that um, is that potentially could be fired at us from the atmosphere, the ground, below the ground, by a satellite very far away. I bind those technological weapons for personal protection, for health. I bind on a regular basis the principalities and powers, the 5G weaponry. I cancel out the 5G EMF signals, and I bind... Uh, any 5G directed energy weapon attack from above or below. I bind earthquakes, I bind droughts, hurricanes, uh, and I bind, I just started this one yesterday. Now, I've prayed for this one uh, um, sporadically on a regular basis, but I also now include in my daily prayers, not only do I bind EMF uh, weaponry, I bind uh, all uh, electricity, uh, toxic electromagnetic frequencies, and I bind and command the air to be cleansed from all uh, chemical uh, pollutants and toxins that are, that are being dispersed by uh, uh, chemtrails, because in the chemtrails are an assortment of tranquilizing drugs like fluoride, like uh, lithium, like uh, stuff, all kinds of compounds that magnify EMF signals, enhance 5G signals. I bind those things and I cleanse the air. I cleanse the air over my city and house. Now, I have been praying like this, and I've escalated the intensity and the regularity of the prayers over the years. But I was praying like this, not, not as on target as I'm praying now because the times have changed. But I have been praying like this from the days that I lived up in the Hollywood Hills on Lookout Mountain Avenue. We would go up to a mountaintop on the Lookout Mountain, Hollywood Hills. I would learn this from Dr. Jack Hayford of the Church on the Way. We'd lay our hands over Hollywood, 
and L.A., and we would bind all kinds of principalities and powers, witchcraft, murder, all kinds of stuff. We'd take authority over it and say stuff like, in the name of Jesus Christ. See, our authority came from Jesus. So we would say, our prayer would go something like this, Lord God Almighty, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the authority of Jesus Christ. And that's critical because the authority is not us. The authority is Jesus. In the authority of Jesus Christ, I command principalities and powers, spirits of witchcraft, fallen angels, demons, spirits of murder, perversion, violence, sex trafficking, drug dealing, gangs. I come against all these antichrist forces in the name of Jesus. And right now, in Jesus' name, I take authority over them. And I command them to be ripped from their foothold on the earth. And I command them to be picked up and to be cast into the lake of fire before their appointed time. So, Lord God Almighty, right now, from the perspective of the throne room of God, which we have the right to enter through the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us of all sin, I command all principalities and powers, I command all spirits from hell, all satanic spirits, I command them, I order them in the authority of Jesus Christ to be ripped out of their foothold in the earth, and I sever the chains that attach them to the earth, and I command them to be sent right now at this second into the lake of fire before their time. And that's, yeah, this, this, these kinds of prayers are not laborious or boring to me. You know why? Because I'm not praying dull. If, let me tell you something. You need to write this down. The teaching is in my books. You ought to get the books, and you ought to write down the teaching. But let me give you a little hint about how the kingdom of God works. If your prayers bore you to tears, guess what? Those same prayers are probably not effective, and they also most likely bore God, and they bore Jesus Christ to tears. That's not being an effective prayer warrior. When you're turned on, not just through pure emotionalism, when you're turned on by the power of God, when the power of God is activated in and through you, because you're using the keys of the kingdom, then at that moment, you become a supernaturally enhanced man or woman. At that moment, you're like Popeye who just ate his spinach. At that moment, your spiritual muscles ripple like the Hulk under the control of the Holy Spirit. And you now have the supernatural power to take authority of demons and principalities and powers and to cast them into the lake of fire and to bind them in the name of Jesus. And so, when you get in sync with that power, when you begin to operate in that power, all of a sudden you are quickened by the power of God in your inner man. You're no longer bored because you're energized by the supernatural power of God. You're no longer praying stagnant, boring, indifferent prayers. This is how it goes. You are now on, you are riding, in a sense, a surfboard. The surfboard is the power of God, and you're hanging ten on a surfboard, traveling at who knows how many miles an hour on a surfboard that's barreling across the Pacific coast as the, as, as, as the surfing waves come in. <clears throat> and you're not bored. You're flying in trajectory. You're flying in trajectory 
and you're moving with lightning speed. And it's an awesome, exhilarating experience that is so, so far beyond uh, boring religious spirit prayers. You need a, a, a deep psychiatrist to get your head fixed if you're bored when you pray prayers like that. Those prayers will unlock the dunamis dynamite power of God. Do you hear me? They will unlock the dunamis dynamite power of God. And out of your inmost being, there will be a literal explosion of power from on high, or the dunamis dynamite power of God. And you will feel the anointing of God. You will, you will sense uh, the choreography of that David experience. How many of you know that David experienced the supernatural choreography of God as he picked up his slingshot? He was in a total state of fearlessness. He was in, to use today's words, David was in the zone. David was in a flow state, which super athletes enter into on a regular basis. So David, while he was operating in a flow state produced by the Holy Spirit, he was in a state of total fearlessness, and he walked up clothed with supernatural boldness and clothed with power from on high. And from out of his inmost being, he thundered fearlessly to Goliath, How dare you defy the armies of the living God? Then he swung his slingshot, let go of the smooth stone, which traveled directly into his forehead and knocked David, uh, knocked Goliath out, knocked Goliath unconscious. And the, the great Nephilim giant Goliath dropped to the ground with a mighty thud. And all the armies of Israel and all the armies of the Philistines were in total, total terror as they saw their champion drop to the ground. David held up his head before the armies of Israel and the armies uh, of, uh, that were against God, and the armies that were against God fleed for their lives. You see, when you enter into the secret place of the Most High God, now, now you're, 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 you're surfing the galaxy. Now you're moving between heaven and earth. Now you have transcended from religion, and you have entered into uh, a dimension of miracles, a dimension of dunamis power from Almighty God. You have entered into, my friends, there's no words to describe the, the choreography and grace and power that unravels through your body and spirit all simultaneously. And you are walking in the supernatural power of God. And it is a it is an exquisite joy that has un that gives you unending fulfillment. And I don't know what else to say to you unless you've experienced that. And if you haven't experienced that, I want to tell you today, today you can experience that. Today, you can enter into the secret place of the Most High God. Today, you can be God's man or God's woman, clothed with power from on high. You, you can enter into that zone today. And I want to encourage you and exhort you to enter into that zone today. And when you do, and as you do this by faith, it will change your life forever. You will become everything and more you ever dared to dream of. You will become the spiritual warrior, 
the wise man or the wise woman of God that you have dreamt about for decade after decade. You will become a supernaturally powerful priest or priestess filled with the power of God. You will move mountains with your faith because it's the faith that comes from God. And your very presence, listen to what I'm saying, I'm not playing games, your very presence will cause a game-changer reaction on planet Earth. You will be the embodiment of a game-changer reaction on planet Earth. And you will be one of God's prize vessels in defeating the powers of the Antichrist and the demonic powers and Satan. And anything that would attempt to come against you in the name of Satan or Lucifer or any other occult power, if they even get close to you, the supernatural power of God rippling out of your core being will erupt so powerfully out of your being that any demon or any demon force coming close to you will be literally clobbered with a hammer-like blow from heaven that will send demon after demon after demon reeling and crying out to God for mercy moments before they're sent into the lake of fire. Are you with me, man? Are you tracking with me? Forget about dead, stale Christianity. It's, it's fossilized. It's useless. Get in on the cutting edge and walk on the water the way Jesus demonstrated for uh, Peter to walk on the water. You can walk on the water. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. We will be back in just a nanosecond. This is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. You and me and all the people that are God is calling, and you know when God is calling you because he speaks to you through his still, small voice. So when God begins to call you, and God is calling millions of his people in America now, God is calling millions of people uh, who are part of his remnant to, to rise to the call of God, to walk in the supernatural power of God, and to obey God, and to take back the land that God has commanded them to take back. And as we rise together, there will be a holy assembly, and we will take back the land. You know, you hear the word remnant church used a lot in, in Christian culture all over the United States and the world. Uh, I'm thankful to God for having the, the privilege through Paradise Mountain Church International to seed that word, to seed that term, remnant church, uh, <clears throat> all over the United States and all over the world. Although people knew what a remnant church was, it was a word that was hardly ever used. But God led me to, to speak out that term in order to see a new vision for the church in the last days. And so I seated from the, the pulpit of Paradise Mountain Church, I seated the term, the remnant church. And it's caught on, and it's used by people all around the world. However, I, would, I have another name that, that I haven't released yet, because Remnant Church uh, is an excellent word, but it doesn't quite cover it all. And uh, I'm going to be holding a special meeting of Paradise Mountain Church, as well as a 
Bible Prophecy in America and the World Conference coming up in the relatively near future, and it will be held here in Southern California. And I will be ministering along with some select other speakers who will be ministering. And it will be, I've been spending uh, an enormous amount of time seeking the Lord, crying out to God, and the Lord has given me a message, the Lord has given me a vision, and the Lord has given me I believe, instructions that he wants to equip the body of Christ with. And uh, I would also add that the Lord has spoken to my heart, and this this bothers a lot of people. I don't know why it would bother anybody. I think you would rejoice over this. And I'm certainly not talking about a counterfeit revival. I'm not talking about false prophecy, false teaching, or or apostasy. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm talking about the authentic and biblical preaching of the Word of God as it applies to a literal third great awakening in the last days that I believe that it's conditional. These things are always conditional. So when I talk about it, I'm not saying it's guaranteed. It's contingent upon whether or not God's people repent of their sins cry out to God, and seek God with all their heart, soul, and mind. And so I believe that as we gather together at this conference and this this Paradise Mountain Church meeting, I believe as we gather together um, and seek the Lord passionately, that the Lord is going to pour out His Holy Spirit mightily upon Everyone who comes to seek the Lord, not just you don't come just because you're enamored with some speaker. That's well and fine, but you're coming to seek the Lord. And uh, I believe that God's going to pour out His Holy Spirit. He's going to clothe people. People don't understand what that means. Well, I could, you know, give you a biblical exegesis over the the, the biblical definition and root words behind power from on high. And that's important. But I need to take it further than that. I'm going to teach prophetically, and I believe that as I teach this message from the Word of God prophetically, God is going to clothe His people with power from on high. So that means they are going to receive individually an infusion of the dunamis dynamite power of the Holy Spirit or the dunamis dynamite explosive power of the Holy Spirit. And as God's people are clothed with power from on high, that facilitates and becomes the game changer that becomes the moment in history that we can all look back to and say, when did the Third Great Awakening begin? And people can point to a specific time, a specific meeting, where God's people gathered together as one, they cried out to God as one, and as they cried out to God, repented of their sins, and interceded for America, the power of God, the windows of heaven were opened, and the power of God came down with such force, not craziness, not lunatic time. The power of God came down with the dunamis force of the Holy Spirit and set his people on fire. And the people of God who were set on fire were set on fire with the unquenchable flames of the Holy Spirit. And as we are burning men and women 
we move into the realm of being the supernatural men and women of Almighty God. Now, there, when, you, when I talk like this, there are two kinds of people listening. There are those people that cannot see that, and they won't see it, and they'll resist it till the day they die, because they are committed to their theology, which is fine as long as their theology matches up with the Word of God. But there are other people, when they hear this message, they are quickened. And that's a term that isn't used very often in the Church of Jesus Christ today, that term being quickened. Being quickened means is that in your inner man or your inner woman, you feel the distinct stirring of the Holy Spirit, therefore you're quickened, and then as you seek God, not as a nut, not as a lunatic, you don't bark on the, roll around on the floor barking like a dog, none of that aberrant behavior happens. You are simply supercharged with the power of the Holy Spirit. You are set on fire with the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you're set on fire with the power of the Holy Spirit, you truly enter the dimension of being a supernatural Christian, like the early church became when they tarried in Jerusalem, as Jesus Christ commanded them to. So I'm telling you now about this meeting. You're going to have to uh, make sure you free your calendar to come. You're going to have to make sure you set aside the time that you bring friends. But most of all, um, I'm not just interested in gathering a crowd. I could always gather a crowd because I used to be a professional contemporary Christian music promoter and producer. So I know the business of packing out a venue, but that's not what this is about. This is about the people that God has called, the people that specifically are sensing God placing his hand on their shoulder, the people that are specifically sensing that God is calling them to this meeting. And they are, these are the people that are going to obey God no matter what the cost. These are the people that are going to jump on planes and fly across the country or fly across the world to be part of this historic meeting. This is going to be a meeting on the level of Azusa Street and beyond, and one that will avoid some of the theological errors of Azusa Street. And this is going to be a spiritual catalyst in which God's people are going to gather. You know, Paradise Mountain Church, people used to jump on planes. They'd hear one of my interviews or whatever. They would jump on planes fly across the entire country with their families, their husbands, etc., just to sit under the teaching of Paradise Mountain Church, because they were what they were really looking forward, what they were really looking for was not Paul McGuire, which is a good thing. What they were really looking for was more of God, more of the Spirit of God. They were looking to be set on fire by the dynamis, dynamite power of God. They were looking for a transference of the authentic anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so this is going to be a prophecy conference unlike any other prophecy conference that you've been to in a long time. We're not going to talk about Bible prophecy. We're not going to reduce Bible prophecy to mere academic uh, or uh, uh, linguistic translations or theological or intellectual arguments and debates on eschatology. No, that's not our purpose. 
our purpose is going to be the same purpose that the um, disciples of Jesus Christ, when, when Jesus, just before Jesus went up into heaven, okay, just before Jesus ascended into heaven, and Jesus gave his final message, which was on Bible prophecy, the very topic that most Christian churches will not preach, is the same exact topic that Jesus gave to his disciples just before he ascended into heaven. And Jesus, just before he ascended into heaven, he told his disciples that they were to go to Jerusalem and wait upon the Father, wait upon the Father until uh, the Father sent them or the Father clothed them with power from on high. The supernatural dunamis dynamite power of God. That was the most pivotal moment for the church, for Christians, for the kingdom of God. That was, besides the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, this was the most pivotal moment in church history. This was the most pivotal moment. So Jesus exhorted his disciples to go to Jerusalem and to tarry or wait upon God the Father until God the Father clothed them with the supernatural power from on high. It was only after, it was only after they were clothed with power from on high, the dunamis dynamite power of God, it was only after they were clothed with power from on high that they, that they had now the supernatural power to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to, to literally bring down the Roman Empire spiritually, to literally conquer the, the, the idolatrous Roman Empire, to literally uh, win souls to Jesus Christ by the millions, to lay hands on the sick so that they would be healed, to cast demons out of people who were demon-possessed, to perform signs and wonders. And as they met together in Jerusalem, worshiping God and fellowshipping in the presence of the Holy Spirit, and let me repeat the words, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you have a Bible prophecy meeting, absence, the presence of the Holy Spirit, you don't have a Bible prophecy meeting. Because a true Bible prophecy meeting demands, theologically, that you are filled and clothed with the dunamis dynamite power of God or the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because it's only after you're clothed or anointed with the presence of the Holy Spirit that you are now supernaturally capable of going into all the world and winning every spiritual battle, saving souls for Jesus Christ, commanding the demons to leave, igniting an authentic biblical revival, performing legitimate and biblical signs and wonders, and making disciples of all nations, which means you, the disciples, are now clothed with power from on high. They're radioactive in a good and positive sense. In the sense of a positive and a good metaphor, the disciples are now radioactive in a positive metaphor. They're radioactive because they're clothed with power from on high. That means everywhere they walk, they're enveloped by the presence and the power and the glory of God. How that manifested then and how that manifested today is like this. The Apostle Paul is walking down the street, 
He's coming from a revival meeting because they were so filled with the power, the presence, and the glory of God that everywhere the disciples met, revival broke out. You read it in the book of Acts. The disciples are worshiping God. They're praising God. They're filled with the glory of God. They're filled with the power of God. They're filled with the presence of God. And as a consequence of their being filled with the presence of God, revival, authentic biblical revival, explodes everywhere they go. Biblical revival explodes everywhere they go. And then, like when Paul and the other apostles are walking down the street, that explosion of dunamis dynamite power revival continues. And people are spontaneously and supernaturally healed by the power of God. By the power of God. And as Jesus walks by them, they are simply standing in the mere shadow of Jesus Christ, and in the process, they are supernaturally and miraculously healed. Jesus places his hands on, like, handkerchiefs or cloths so that people could be healed. We think that's crazy today, but the apostles didn't. So, Peter, Paul, and the apostles touched these cloths, touched these handkerchiefs, which now contain the infusion of the supernatural power of God or the glory of God. In other words, the handkerchiefs are anointed by the supernatural power of God. As Paul and Peter walk by, people who are desperate for Jesus, not the, self, not the self-satisfied religious legalists, but people who are starving for Jesus, grab hold of the handkerchief, grab hold of the cloth that is filled now with the anointing of God, and as they pick up these cloths filled with the anointing of God, the minute they touch these cloths, known as the holy cloths, they are instantaneously and dramatically and miraculously healed by God's supernatural power by merely touching the holy cloths. They're filled with the power of God. But the power of God is so resident, is so anointing these cloths and these handkerchiefs, that Whenever the people pass on these cloths or these handkerchiefs to people in their family who are sick, to people they know that are sick and despondent and dying and diseased and crippled and blind and deaf, whenever they hand these cloths over to people that suffer from all kinds of disease and sickness, there, there is so much power of God infused in the handkerchiefs and the cloths that the minute they give these cloths or handkerchiefs, to people who need to be healed, they, too, the minute they touch the handkerchiefs and the cloths, they are instantaneously, miraculously healed with signs and wonders by merely touching the anointed cloth or being or casting their shadow in front of the sick. Okay, now, we're going to push the envelope farther. It does not matter what Paul McGuire says. Get it through your head. It does not matter what so-and-so and and -and so-and-so says. It does not matter. The only thing that matters in the last days, the only thing that matters in the last days is what does the Word of God say? And to the degree that we fervently obey the Word of God and operate our ministries in obedience to the Word of God, to the degree that we're going to obey God's Word faithfully, To to that degree, we are going to see an explosion 
an outbreak of supernatural miracles, supernatural power, supernatural signs and wonders that literally through the dynamite, the dunamis dynamite power of God, there is going to be a societal explosion of the life force of God into a spiritually barren America. And nothing, and nothing on heaven and earth can thwart it or prevent it or hinder it or block it because it is the authentic dunamis dynamite power of God. And it will be unshakable and it will move through our society, our homes, our institutions, our families and churches with unstoppable force. Unstoppable force. Okay, now what comes next? Remember, there is a principle in the kingdom of God that Bible-believing Christians, you're either on the right side of this principle or the wrong side of this principle. If you wish to see exponential and ever-increasing growth and fruitfulness, this is the principle um, which God built the universe with, the principle of exponential return and ever-increasing growth, ever-increasing being fruitful and multiplying. This is God's kingdom principle. So as God's people <clears throat> begin to walk under the anointing of God, they're going to experience exponential growth, ever-increasing um, growth, and the release of ever-increasing power. And it will generate an unstoppable force in our society, world, and nation. Nothing in heaven, nothing on earth can stop the, the explosive dunamis dynamite force that God is about to release on his people prophetically. Nothing can stop it, because by its very nature, it is an unstoppable force. All right, so we ask the question, if we're going to have a conference or a church meeting, Paradise Mountain Church, or our upcoming Bible prophecy conference, it is important to study exegesis. It's important to study the feasts, the timelines. It's important to rightly divide the Word of God. It's important to guard ourselves from spiritual error and so on and so forth. It's important to be diligent and, and, to, be, and to rightly divide the Word of God. But there's another factor that must be operating concurrently to that factor, and this is the factor. This is the factor. As we come together as one, not fake ecumenical unity, but true biblical unity produced by the Word of God and produced by the Spirit of God, as we walk in that unity, we're going to experience an exponential growth in our understanding and practice of Bible prophecy in the last days. So, what is going to happen is as we come together as one, not false oneness, biblical oneness, as we come together as one, and God pours out his Holy Spirit on us. Now remember, Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Remember that. Remember also that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of prophecy, and that Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and God the Father are one, and they minister the spirit of prophecy. So, 
We're going to gather together. People are going to get on planes and fly in from all over the world into the city of angels. Into the city of angels. And as we gather together and seek the Lord in biblical unity, there's going to be a oneness. There's going to be an obedience to the Word of God. And God is going to pour out his spirit with power. God is going to pour out his presence with power and his glory with power. Because the spirit of Jesus, listen, this is, it. This is the, the climatic truth of Bible prophecy. The spirit of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of prophecy. So as we gather together, seeking the Lord God Almighty, God will ignite the dunamis dynamite power of the Holy Spirit in our midst. There will be the literal dunamis dynamite explosion of God in our midst, which means the, the, the supernatural dunamis dynamite power of God, and where the presence of the Lord is, and it's only where the presence of the Lord is, that there can be a proper and accurate revealing of the spirit of prophecy. It's only where Jesus Christ is, and where Jesus Christ is magnified, that there can be the unveiling, properly, of the spirit of prophecy. You cannot have a revelation of Bible prophecy, you cannot have a revelation of the spirit of prophecy, without Jesus Christ coming in our midst through worship, because he is the spirit of prophecy, and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of prophecy. So as we gather and study his prophetic word, as we wage intercessory warfare, what you can expect to happen at this upcoming Paradise Mountain Church meeting, and this uh, upcoming um, uh, prophecy conference, what you can expect to happen is a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit of God, of the Spirit of Jesus, of the, of the Holy Spirit, which opens the spiritual doors for a spiritual prophetic revelation on a level that the Church hasn't seen in, in countless decades. The fires of the Holy Spirit that will be lit at this conference and this Paradise Mountain Church meeting, the fires that will be lit are going to be fires that burn unquenchably. Now, this is the product of me spending about four, somewhere to four to six years. I deliberately pulled back to a large degree from public ministry. I pulled back for a number of reasons, but some of the reasons had to do with I did not want to, to just talk from my head I wanted to speak under the anointing of God. I needed to seek the Lord until I received prophetic revelation, prophetic anointing. Now that day has come, and this conference and this gathering of God's people, um, the Lord has spoken to me and released me to do it. So I'm asking you to pray. For the, meet, for the meeting, that God's Spirit would be poured out in a mighty way. 
I already know in my heart that those people who are being called to come to this prophecy meeting, you already can sense the hand of God calling you. You can already sense the voice of God calling you to attend. And there are many of you right now that feel the burden of the Lord. You feel the attendant presence of the Lord in your soul. And God is calling you to not just come to a conference because this isn't just a conference. You are being called to something on the level of a of an Azusa Street. An Azusa Street in the last days. An Azusa Street that is not afraid of Bible prophecy, and an Azusa Street which avoids spiritual error and avoids false prophecy and Azusa Street, which avoids the unnecessary division between different parts of the body of Christ. Okay, this is Paul McGuire, and we're going to be back in a moment. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. This is the first time I've announced the conference and the upcoming Paradise Mountain Church meeting. It's up to you to spread it far and wide. I have not yet told the staff of Paradise Mountain Church Nobody even knows that I announced it. So so be patient if you're emailing for information or calling for information. Be patient because I didn't decide to do the announcement until today when the Holy Spirit spoke to me during the program. And I had to listen to the Lord and say what the Lord once said. There, there, there are a lot of people who are suffering deeply from a defeatist mindset, from a victim mindset. There are a lot of God's warriors who, in their hearts, their spirits are broken. The armies of God are in great need of a fresh infusion of power from on high. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter whether you like me or not. Okay? It really doesn't matter whether you like me or not. The only issue is, did God call me to do this? Am I saying what God once said? And then that's all there is. If I'm saying what God told me to say, then if you're opposing that, and I don't want to sound presumptuous, that you're opposing, you're opposing God, because God called me to say this. There are a lot of people wounded in the armies of God because the globalist elite and their Luciferian agenda has been very, very intense. I'm telling you that there is a move of God coming that's contingent upon our seeking God with all our heart, soul, and mind. There's a move of God coming that is going to be uh, absolutely unprecedented in the release of the power of the Holy Spirit to heal, save, and deliver in an unprecedented manner. And so you and I are stepping into the arena where there's going to be a supernatural game changer. God is going to pour out his Holy Spirit upon the armies of God, upon the true Christians of God, upon the true church of God. God is going to pour out his Holy Spirit. Hear me now. Now, I want you to hear me and receive it now. You can receive what I'm sharing with you now. You don't have to wait. You can receive it now. God looks upon you. God knows that you have been wounded and stolen from. 
These people, the globalist elite, have literally stolen from you your money, your businesses, your properties, your families. They have artificially lowered your income by a, a, a counterfeit methodology of theft known as inflation. The globalist elite, I'm going to tell you the truth, and this is this is truth is very rare. You have pastors by the millions who are hiding. I don't even know if they're pastors, because a true shepherd would take the staff of the shepherd and beat off the wolves. The wolves are those men, women, and organizations that are attempting to enslave the body of Christ. I'm telling you this now. The Lord is going to and is starting to right now pour out his healing Holy Spirit upon you. The Lord is going to restore vast multitudes of you. He's going to restore your physical health. He's going to restore your mental health. He's going to restore the damage done to your internal being and bodily organs through the illicit, immoral, and satanic injection of a vax. The Lord's going to restoratively heal you from that. The Lord's going to restore your mind. The Lord's going to restore your monies and your income. The Lord is going to restore your family, your marriage, your children. The Lord is going to restore to you your family-owned business. The Lord is going to restore to you uh, your family-owned restaurant. All the assets and monies accumulated through the hard work of your Christian family over generations, they have been stolen by the, the great reset people who are Luciferian. Let's simplify the equation. The Luciferian elite has manipulated the financial system to steal from you your money, your real estate, your retirement, the value of your money. Look, when they take your dollar bills and they reduce the buying power of your dollar bills by over 50%, that means quite simply that today a dollar will buy you uh, what 50 cents would have bought you a couple of years ago. They have deliberately and methodically stole the value of your dollar by depreciating the value of your dollar. Do you understand? It's the same trick the Federal Reserve used right before the Great Depression, and they're in the middle of doing it again. They manipulate the money systems by printing money from nothing. Printing money from nothing is a form of theft and stealing. And I did a study of this early on when no, when pastors would not talk about it. I talked about it. Hear me well. I've been a faithful watchman. I talked about it. I told you in advance that they were here to steal your money. They were here to steal your net worth. They were here, here to steal your retirement, steal your businesses, steal your health care, steal your job and your employment, steal everything you had. Now, the, the reason I know that is that there are simple occult monetary principles that the globalist elite or Luciferian elite have been employing for thousands of years that, that are designed to steal the wealth of the middle class and the working class and transfer that wealth into the hands of the Luciferian elite and uh, the globalist elite. So the way it works is this. They steal, your they steal your money by inflating the value of your money. 
The way this works is they artificially inflate the value of your money so that it pushes you into a higher tax bracket. But you're not in a higher tax bracket because you're actually making more money. You're in a higher tax bracket because they have inflated or artificially increased the value of your money. And so when your money, your houses, your investments, and your retirement, and your income, if you allow yourself to be sucker-punched by satanic deceit, you and if you're stupid and ignorant, you will think, oh, wow, I've never been richer. I've never been worth more. My house is worth millions of dollars now. I've never been richer. I've never, I've never had more money. I've never been better off. My retirement that was just like $250,000, it's now $2 million. And on and on it goes. You're looking at deceptive symbols, which you believe falsely are signaling your economic prosperity. But it's all a hoax. It's all an illusion. It's all sorcery, satanic sorcery, and it's all magic. You understand that, right? Because everything of monetary value that you own or possess has skyrocketed in value. And as a result, you superficially think you're wealthier, richer, because that which you own is on paper, at least, it's worth more and more and more than it ever has been before. But don't you see the ruse? Don't you see the mystery Babylon hustle? Can't you smell the stinking thief and robbery in it all? Have your eyes been so blinded by the God of this world that you can't see that you're being hustled? Let me tell you how the game works. Many of you already know, but for those of you that don't know, let me give you a refresher course. They artificially inflate everything you own of value, your retirement, your houses, your cars, your land, your jewelry. Everything you think you own is now worth more than it's ever been worth before. But all that means is that it appears under the illusion of being worth more. The reality is, in actual value, in actual value, your money, your house, your land, your assets, your retirement, your insurance, it's all in actual value worth far, far less than it ever has been before. So you're living under the illusion of increased prosperity, of increased wealth. The reality is that your money is inflated. It's like a tire that's filled with a lot of hot air, and it's going to blow out on the freeway the minute it hits a nail. It's inflated money. It's not money that really has increased its value. And so you have been stolen from by the globalist elite. So then what they do after they artificially raise up the value of all your money of all your savings, of all your retirement, of all your land and property and everything else, after they finish artificially raising up the value of your money, etc., this pushes you, listen carefully, this pushes you into a much, much higher tax bracket. So this whole game is an illusion. It's a sleight of hand. You are being pushed into a much, much higher tax bracket because on paper, on paper, 
the value of your dollar, the value of your paycheck, the value of all the uh, salary increases you have gotten. It appears on paper that you're far wealthier, but in reality, you are much, much, much poorer. You're worth far less, not far more. Understand how it goes? So they're pushing you into a high, they're deliberately, methodically pushing you into a much higher tax bracket. And you go, wow, great, happy days are here again. Oh, I can afford to retire. My house was, which was once worth 300000 and it was, it was, you know, paid, paid up and paid off my mortgage and my house, you know, is now worth $300,000 and I paid off my mortgage. Happy days are here again. But that's not true. What's really true is that you, <clears throat> um, you paid off your mortgage with inflated dollars, funny money, funny money. You paid off your mortgage with dollars that appear to have far more value, but in reality, the dollars you paid off your mortgage on are worth far less than they've ever been. Your retirement plan that you think are gonna, is going to bring you a happy life when you retire, it's, it's going to cheat you at the end of the day because your retirement plan consists of dollars that are inflated. They're, 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 they don't have any value to them. On paper, they have value. On paper, it says you have $2 million to retire with. But the $2 million that you have to retire with is only worth $275,000 of real money in today's market. So you're not flying high. You've got a whole bunch of money that says you're rich. But if you try to buy anything with that inflated money, it doesn't buy you anything. Go to the grocery store, like I do all the time. Okay, so the government gave you a $300 check here and a $300 check here and some other trinkets. And that's all they are is trinkets. And millions of Americans are going, oh, this is great. Happy days are here again. You know, the government is giving me a series of checks worth $300. No, they're not. No, they're not. They sucker punched you. Take the extra money that you got. You got bought off cheap. You got sucker punched. You got bought off cheap. So, so you got all this money that isn't worth anything. All these checks, you think, wow, like I got extra money. No, you didn't, because the because what that money can buy is far, 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 far less than it, what it used to be able to buy. So, I shop. I try to buy healthy food. So I buy these organic frozen fruit uh, fruit bags. They cost me anywhere between twelve ninety nine for something like thirty seven ounces. I think that's it, or fourteen ninety nine for thirty seven ounces. Or you take something that's not healthy, but occasionally I buy it: chicken pot pie from Marie Callender's. Chicken pot pie from Marie Callender's will cost you now. I forgot what it is. It's something like three dollars and forty nine cents per chicken pot pie, and you're all happy because you you know got a couple of hundred dollars from the government. Hey, wake up. The chicken pot pie that you just bought for $3.49 is worth, is, it's the same, it's $3.49. But you forgot that three years ago, that same chicken pot pie from Marie Callender's used to cost you $2 or $1.99 or maybe $2.49. So your chicken pot pie is costing you 
three dollars and forty nine cents for the for the twenty seven ounce chicken pot pie. Three dollars and forty nine cents. You think you're doing good. You're not doing good because you're buying it with inflated money. If you were able to buy the chicken pot pie at the prices that you used to have to pay, which was two dollars or two dollars and forty nine cents, you would be doing okay. But yet they gave you more money to spend a little bit. But then they jacked up the cost of all the food by a dollar or a dollar fifty. You are worse off. Buy a loaf of bread. A loaf of bread is a stinking fortune now. You know it and I know it. They didn't give you anything. They stole from you. The bread is a lot of money. Bread. A loaf of bread used to be cheap, right? Bread is expensive. Try to buy hamburger. It's really, really expensive. Try to buy anything, milk, yogurt, it's expensive. So when the day is done, you're paying a fortune for food items and produce and stuff, oh, like avocados. Avocados used to be cheap. Now to get one of these special bags of avocados, organic avocados, and not much difference in price with the non-organic avocados. Now when you go to buy avocados in that stupid bag, it's costing you like, Six bucks or seven bucks. Hey, I remember when avocados were like a dollar or 75 cents a piece. You're not doing better. You got a gun to your head. It's called the great heist. The great heist is inflation. You are, my friends, being ripped off. Cars, I have to take care of a car problem. I, I've been putting it off. You know why? I originally leased this car for next to nothing a number of years ago. Now the lease is up. I know that they've raised the price of the lease because they've raised the price substantially of the interest on the credit on the interest payments on the lease. I know that they've raised substantially the cost of manufacturing on the car. So if I buy the same car just a couple of years newer, I'm going to pay Potentially, listen up, potentially 40 to 50% more. I'm going to pay potentially 40 to 50% more on, that, on the exact same car that I bought for 40 to 50% cheaper three years ago because the money is inflated. Do you understand what I'm saying? So our whole, whole economy is like that. And, and guess why it's being done? Because they're inflating the money. They're, they're giving you the illusion of making more money by fooling you into thinking that you actually are making more money because the dollar values appear to be going up. But in reality, but in reality, you're being ripped off. You're being stolen from. You're being stolen from every time you turn around. A stick of butter is double what it used to be. This is robbery. This is what the this is what the Federal Reserve. When we say Federal Reserve, we mean the international bankers. They planned this before it happened. Do you think that recession, inflation, depression, and all this stuff is an accident or coincidental? No. You need to read my book. You need to understand money and quit being suckered. In my book, uh, the day the dollar died, I explain all of this. In the book, The Day the Dollar Died, the top bankers of the world, the richest people in the world, said this. And The Day the Dollar Died is written by me, Paul McGuire. You can get it at paulmcguire.us. The Day the Dollar Died explains the principle that all 
inflation, all deflation, all uh, uh, you know money that increases value, printing money from nothing, all of that is scientifically generated to make you think you're getting wealthier when, in fact, you're being ripped off. You're being ripped off. This is Babylon. This is Mystery Babylon. You need to wake up. When you're living with a whore, Mystery Babylon, and most of the church has decided to live with the whore called Mystery Babylon. When you're living with the whore, Mystery Babylon, you're going to get cheated over and over again. So, a great awakening requires a revelation of understanding about how Mystery Babylon interfaces with the money system. You can't have a great awakening. You can't have a biblical revival when God's people are locked in lockstep, wearing chains of tyranny, and and forced to become the economic slaves of the Luciferian elite bankers. You have to you have to understand this stuff. You can't walk around picking your nose any longer. You've got to be savvy. You've got to understand what I wrote for you in um, Day the Dollar Died, and Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, Power from on High. There is a direct relationship between money, the occult power, monetary system, and biblical revival. They're all connected because you're, we're fighting an enemy that is spiritual, and he uses witchcraft, sorcery, and illusions to enslave us. Okay. Get ready for the conference and the uh, Paradise Mountain Bible prophecy, what's going to happen in 2014 and beyond. We will be announcing the exact dates and times in the near future. Right now, remember this, and I talk about this really in books like Power from on High, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2. Um, prophecy, I said that. Conquering the Matrix, The Day the Dollar Guide. What I talk to you about is the fact that um, we live in a, in a world of satanic illusions. And the only reason the globalist elite can steal, cheat, rob, and kill us is because we have rejected the Word of God when it comes to the practical, nitty-gritty areas of life, <clears throat> like money, the monetary system, and supernatural power. God wants us to be victorious. God wants you to be victorious. God wants you to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. In the days ahead, if God's people will seriously seek the face of the Lord, if God's people will seek the knowledge of God which gives you power, if God's people will own the promises from God's Word which say God gives the power to get wealth, Notice that God gives you the supernatural dunamis dynamite power to walk in the supernatural power of revival, the dunamis dynamite explosive power of God. Notice that God gives you an enormous download of supernatural power so that you can be victorious in this fallen world. Notice that. But notice that God doesn't contain his supernatural power to just the super-spiritual world. No, 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 no. God's Word is both 
spiritually powerful, economically powerful, powerful in terms of wisdom for entrepreneurship, powerful in every realm of life if you'll study his word. So on one hand, we read that God gives us knowledge. Knowledge is power. If we had the knowledge, which we do, we simply need to apply the knowledge. If we get the knowledge and apply the knowledge, we can be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. But then secondarily, on more practical levels, God gives us knowledge, which gives us the power to make wealth. So if you're an entrepreneur wanting to regain your family business, wanting to start a business, want to uh, uh, acquire wealth, want to be used by God, want to be able to make your dreams come true, guess what? God gives you that in the promises of his word when God says to you these words. It is God who gives you the power to make wealth. It is God who gives you the power to make wealth. In other words, the power to make wealth is a supernatural blessing and inheritance from Almighty God. Now, we're going to talk about all this because the purpose of understanding the one world government, the one world religion, and the one world economic system, the purpose of that is not so that you can major in understanding the non-essential minutia of Bible prophecy. The purpose of all that is so that you have revelation knowledge by the Spirit of God into how to decode the the occult secret of monetary system that for thousands of years has been stolen by the priests of mystery Babylon so they can use it to enslave God's people. That enslavement is not the will of God. God wants you to overcome with his supernatural power and wisdom. Listen to what the Word of God says, and for crying out loud, wake up. The Word of God says this to you now. God is speaking to you now. If you're saying, where's God? God just spoke to you through this program for the last hour and a half. The Word of God says to you, For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. In other words, what God is saying to you is that the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven, the power and the resources of the kingdom of heaven, are yours. But you have to pursue them with a holy aggression that God characterizes in his word in the following terms. God is saying to you right now, and God is saying to me right now, for God has given you the power to get wealth. That's a promise of God to you. But also God says to you right now, and I want you to apply it. I want you to allow with an act of your will and a prayerful attitude, I want you to receive the fullness of what God has for you in terms of receiving a download of revelation knowledge. And you can do this now, and I'm asking you to do it now. The minute you say yes is the minute God's blessings explode into your life. So, the Word of God says, For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. That means those that are fervent, those that are single-minded, those that are passionate in their pursuit of the promises of God, are like men and women who focus an inner psychological inertia, an inner violence, if you will, in a symbolic sense. So it plays out this way. 
for the kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent, the, 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 the aggressive, and the violent take it by force. For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Take what by force? We take, as the children of God, by force, the treasures, the riches, the knowledge, the power, the wealth of the kingdom of heaven. We take it in the following manner. For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Now, this is how Bible prophecy is to be applied and assimilated. It's not supposed to be some lame, weak, wavering, mucky mess. You are supposed to be set on fire by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you're set on fire by the power of the Holy Spirit, you move forward in the dunamis dynamite boldness of God, and you seize the land. You take the territory. You do with what Joshua and Caleb did. They occupied the land. They occupied the territory. They overcame the giants. They overcame the Nephilim giants, and they took the land in the name of Jesus. This directly is applicable to Bible prophecy. God is not waiting in a passive modality. God is not waiting for his children to be persecuted, slaughtered, beheaded, and destroyed in some Nazi-esque, antichrist drama. That is not the will of God for his people. God expects his people to rise in power in response to his call, and as they rise in power in response to his call, they take the land, they occupy the land, and they um, take everything back that the devil has stolen from them. All right, let's do it. Let's just finish with this. Let's do it. I need you right now to stand with me. I need you right now to ask God what he would have you do in terms of partnering with this ministry. And I want you to ask God, God, what should I do in partnering with Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church? Whatever the Lord speaks to your heart, obey him radically. No matter how big, no matter how large a gift God may be asking you to give, radically obey him. Radically obey him. And to the degree you obey the Lord, God will reward you. God will multiply what you have given. And you will discover that your territory, your wealth, and your land increases, yes, even in the last days. But you've got to ask God, Lord, what would you have me give? Then whatever the Lord tells you to do, obey him. Secondly, I need you to ask God to show you, in specifics, how you can be an effective intercessory prayer warrior for me, the ministry, my family, and everyone associated with this ministry, so that we may occupy the land, so that we may conquer the land, and so that we may take back America. And then, finally, I'm asking you, no, I'm asking you, man to man, woman to man, whatever you want to say, I know for a fact that the social media outreaches of Paul McGuire Ministries, Paradise Mountain Church, our Rumble channel, our 25 or more social media channels, I know they are being rigged. I know that they are artificially being minimized. I know it because I'm studying it and I'm comparing it and contrasting it to previous years. 
if you say you're my partner, j- just in spirit, if you agree with what I'm doing, even if you just partially agree with what I'm doing, if you believe that what I'm doing is a good thing and I'm helping take back America and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you believe that, then I need you to, to put your faith into action. I really do, because I am under full-out attack. They are rigging my numbers through sophisticated computer bots, algorithms, and a whole spectrum of computer mechanisms which shrink the number of people watching and listening to your programs, your videos, your website, etc., etc. In other words, they're they're artificially lowering the numbers of people who are watching and listening and, and spreading our message. Now, the reason they're doing that is because they perceive that we're seeding a lot of movers and shakers and a lot of influential people, and they're perceiving that they need to use a form of computerized psychological warfare in order to demonize me, minimize me, marginalize me, and and make it seem like, uh, perpetuate a lie in which it makes it seem like we're not reaching anybody and we're not being effective. The reason they're doing that is they know that if people believe those lies, that um, they will win to whatever degree in, in reducing uh, our income, our donations, our cash flow, our sales, and everything else. They know that. That's the trick they use on everybody else. So they're artificially manipulating the numbers of people who watch, listen, get the books, talk about us, and everything else. I have followed this with, with an almost mathematical scrutiny. And I'm telling you, and I haven't talked about it for years, but it's not just happening to me. So not don't just help me. Do it. You should be doing it on a regular basis <clears throat> to help people that you believe in their ministry. We have to fight back. Because if we just lay down, then it's just one more piece of land they conquer. Now, if you're worried, I want to give you a wake-up call. If you're worried about being profiled, if you're worried about, oh, you know, I better not say I'm a follower of Paul McGuire because it'll be in the computer world and I'll be profiled and there'll be a list on me. Hey, hey, wake up, folks. Wake up. That fear, that worry is 10 years old. They have been tracking you, following you, monitoring you, psychologically profiling you, determining your political viewpoints, whether you try to hide it or not. They have been profiling you, categorizing you, quantifying you for over 10 years, heavy duty. So if you think you're hiding from them, because <laughs> if you think you're hiding from them because, because you choose not to say you're, you like my stuff or watch my stuff or listen to my podcasts or, or watch my uh, rumble or whatever, you're, you're kidding yourself. They n- know who you are backwards and forwards. They know your psychological profile. They know, to a limited degree, the content of your dreams. So get over it. Be a man, be a woman, and stand up and law-abidingly and peacefully fight. Or you're going to lose America. And if you think it's bad now with profiling, we're just a snap, uh, pop, and crinkle away from a full-blown communist Chinese uh, social credit system where they monitor everything. 
You're not hiding from them. You haven't been hiding from them for 10 years. So forget about it. You think they didn't know you voted for Trump before you voted for Trump? You think they didn't know you were libertarian before you voted libertarian? You don't think that they knew that you voted Democrat and are, are pro-environmental um, before you voted or made a contribution? They, 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 they have millions and millions of bits of information, megadata on you, they've been collecting for decades. So, really, now that you know that, don't you think it's overdue that you stand up, not for me, I'm not standing up for me, I could do better things, I could do things that are far safer than what I'm doing now. I'm for crying out loud, I'm doing what I'm doing for you, your children, your grandchildren, and so on and so forth. And that has a heavy price tag. And you don't hear me whining, and you don't hear me telling you all the details. I do it. So I'm just going to get right down to it. So you're telling me you can't even admit that you're watching my social media, my videos, my video shows, my radio shows, my podcasts, and all the rest of the stuff. You can't even admit that you watch it. Nobody's asking for your name. I don't keep a record of anything. I don't, I don't, I don't, there's no list that I'm making of you. Okay. But if you don't think that your political, religious, social, Christian viewpoints haven't been logged and, and profiled for years, get over it. They have been. So in light of that, I'm asking you to, I, really, I am, and I don't, I'm not picking on you. I'm not picking on you. I know, believe me, I know the temptation that we all feel to, to, to buy the devil's lie and, and hide and lay low and, 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 and don't, you know, sign up or admit that you're watching anything under the vain and erroneous belief that you're, that you're actually hiding. Look, wake up. You're not hiding. They know who you are. <laughs> They've known who you are since I wrote my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America. When did I write this book? When did I write my other book, The Greatest Battle? I got books all over the place that I've written with copyrights that go back to 2007. Who will rule the future? A resistance to the world, a new world order. You don't think that put me on the profile list? You better believe it did. Copyright 1991, and I warn about being profiled through computers. You don't think, you don't think that that didn't cost me? Of course it cost me. Would I write it again? Yes, because guess what? I'm not asking you to lose your life. I'm not asking you to 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 jeopardize your family. I'm not asking you to hurt your income. I'm not asking you to do anything except for a very small inconvenience in terms of. Uh, of contrast. I'm asking you for a very small contrast, a very small effort that can go a long way. I'm asking you to sign up to our watch list, our like list, and, and, and show support. Because, see, we need your numbers to break through. They give special benefits, special favors, and special open doors for communication to to podcasters and communicators that can generate large numbers. I, I know lots of Christians who are buying the numbers. I know lots of Christians and, and secular organizations who are spending a lot of money to purchase really, really large numbers of watchers and large numbers of listeners and li large numbers of followers and large numbers of traffic. In other words, they have huge numbers, like millions, a half a million, 250,000. You know why? Because they're buying them on the sneak. They're buying them. 
on the side. Do you understand that? I'm not taking God's money and buying. <clears throat> I'd rather be perceived as as marginal than waste the money of God's people by buying likes and watches and everything else. Okay, that's it. It's now or never. They're saying that everywhere. 2014 is our year of victory or our year of slavery. It's up to you and me. Yeah, we can do it. Quit saying we can't do it. Yeah, that's that's an old idea. We can do it. We can do it. Open your eyes. With all things, not, with all things, I can't even remember the Bible verse. All things are possible with God. God bless you. Visit PaulMcGuire.us. That's PaulMcGuire.us. <laughs>